Welcome to the Grace Point Church Podcast. I'm James Hicks. In this episode, Pastor Ben starts his Christmas sermon series with the first sermon, Emmanuel, God with us, from Matthew 1, 23, and he goes through several other passages uh, as he will call it out. And now let's listen in to Pastor Ben Hill with the sermon, Emmanuel. Christmas memories, right? Most everybody in here would absolutely raise their hand. Um, as, a, as a child, I remember the anticipation of Christmas. It felt like it would never, ever, ever get here. Remember that? Now, um, it seems like Christmas already? You know, it just seems like it hurtles toward you in breakneck speed, and, and it's come and gone. I don't know about you, but there are Christmas memories that are fond. I know I have some great memories as a child growing up and Christmases and, and, and what a joy that was. I, I remember the, the incredible joy as a child of having to go to sunrise service every Christmas morning <laughs> and delay the opening of presents until after Daddy preached the longest sermon he ever preached in his life. Um, yeah, I remember that. I remember um, just so many other things around the Christmas season. This is December. It's upon us. But the thing about Christmas that I, that I want us to think about and focus on this morning is the magnitude of what it represents. The incredible magnitude of what it is all about. Something that we don't need to just celebrate and, and talk about and think about in December or around Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. But something that is the absolute greatest truth in the history of the universe. Something to be celebrated each and every single day. But I want us to focus on that this morning. I want us to focus on the great gift that came from God on Christmas. And I want us to think about what it means when we say things like Emmanuel. Emmanuel, what does it mean? It means, literally, if you translate it, it's three words compounded together, Emmanuel, and it literally means, with us, God. Or as we would say it, God with us. And that's what it means, Emmanuel, God with us. So what does that mean? God with us. Think about it from this perspective. The scripture says in Isaiah 7, 14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. The prophet Isaiah, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, gives prophecy to God's people that the Messiah is coming. And his name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. And we see that find its way to fruition as we begin to read in the New Testament. <laughs> The outline, the outline of, of the birth of Christ. And in Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 1, it's repeated in verse 23. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. 
The miracle of Christmas, the miracle of the virgin birth. Folks, listen, there are those in this world who will do their best to try to explain away and try to come up with some esoteric understanding of the virgin birth of Christ. Say, well, it was just figurative. It was just this idea. Listen, you take away the virgin birth of Jesus Christ and you take away the gospel. You take away his spotless, sinless State, having been born from God above without the stain of the seed of man, if that's taken away, then there is no Christmas, there is no salvation, and there is no eternity in heaven with God above. It is so incredibly important to remember Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus was not just merely a man, not just an ordinary little baby boy. He was God. He is God. Emmanuel, God with us. We're going to look at that again this morning from this perspective. We'll read again in Matthew 1.23. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. So Emmanuel, God with us. What does it mean? No, I mean, what does it really mean? Well, I want us to look at four things this morning that I believe will give us a, a grasp, an understanding, if you will, of what it means to have Emmanuel, or God with us. We're going to do some scripture calisthenics this morning, so if you want to try to turn in your Bibles back and forth, you can do that, or if you want to just jot down the reference for later, I have them on the screen as well, okay? Are you with us? We're going to jump around. First of all, I want us to look at this. What is the first thing this means? Emmanuel, God with us. How is he with us? Well, the scripture tells us that God is with us in flesh. Somebody say amen. amen. In flesh. What does that mean? Well, look at what the scripture says. In flesh. It is a mystery. Paul describes it and explains it this way in 1 Timothy 3, 16. Great indeed, we confess, is the mystery of godliness. He who was manifested in the flesh, vindicated by the Spirit, seen by the angels, proclaimed among the nations believed on in the world, taken up in glory. Somebody say hallelujah. you just seen the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Worded there in one single verse. Emmanuel, God with us. What does it mean? It's a mystery as Paul explains it. John chapter 1 verse 14. You know in the, in the beginning of John it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, Jesus himself. The Word became flesh and blood. And moved into the neighborhood. Wow. We saw the glory with our own eyes. The one-of-a-kind glory. Like father. Like son. Generous inside and out. True from start to finish. I love that translation. That, if you will, the paraphrase from the message. What an incredible thought. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Are, are you with me? Folks, listen. Is the Jesus described in the word of God? Is Emmanuel, who is defined as God with us, is he in residence in your own neighborhood? Consider your life and your heart as the place you live, your neighborhood. Is he there? Do you recognize him there? Do you sense him there? Do you know him to be there? Do you feel his presence this Christmas season? Or is it so busy doing all the other stuff 
and you throw in to some silly children who made up their mind to get married at Christmas time, you throw in all that stuff involved in everything. Why would you do that? December the 15th? How crazy. Oh, yeah, that's what, our anniversary is December 16th, so we can't talk, right? <laughs> but think about that. God with us. Is Jesus today in your neighborhood? Is he there in your life? Do you sense his presence there? Because the scripture tells us that's exactly what it means. Emmanuel, God with us in the flesh. Why? Why is he in the flesh? Because in the flesh, Philippians 2.8 says, of being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death. Even death on a cross. So Jesus came in flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. Why? So that he could die. So that he could make it to the cross. Why? For the express purpose to fulfill the plan of holy God, which had been from eternity past and goes to eternity future. In this plan, Jesus came to be flesh so that he could die so that he could be our Savior and Redeemer. So the second point to think about in terms of Emmanuel, God with us, what does it mean? God is with us. Why? He is with us in flesh so that he is our Savior and Redeemer. What does it mean to be redeemed? Forgiven? What else? Bought. Woo! Purchased, right? Think about the hymn, redeemed how I love to proclaim it, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, right? Have you been bought? Have you been purchased? Listen, if you have trusted Jesus as Lord and Savior, what he did on Calvary's cross for you, and the resurrection that God brought him from the dead, and he's ascended to the Father, and if you believe and trust in him, then you have not just been saved merely to say, oh, things were tough, but, you know, God helped me get through it. No, listen, you have been bought back. From death, purchased from the enemy, bought, redeemed from an eternity in hell, you have been purchased by the blood of the Lamb. Folks, listen, you have been redeemed if you know Jesus. If He is in your neighborhood, if you love Him and He loves you and you know that He is there and you understand what He's done for you, you have been redeemed. What does the scripture say about this? Well, 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19 says, Knowing that you were ransomed or redeemed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Friend, listen. Jesus is the spotless lamb. He is the one who has always been. He is the one who lived a life of sinless perfection and then died in your place so that you might be purchased from the stain of sin. If that doesn't get you excited, something's wrong. I mean it. Do we get so caught up in the mundane normality of Christmas and the gospel that somehow it passes through our heart and mind and it has no effect? Friend, may it never be. I shudder to think that I ever get used to the thought that in my own death, in my own trespass, and in my own sin, Jesus ransomed me. Wow. 
First Peter 1, 18 and 19. What else do we have? Have I done something? What a gift. That, that was kind of anticlimactic. That should have been up there a while back, right? Everybody go with me. What a gift! What a gift. Okay, great. What a gift he is. In 2 Corinthians 5, 19, that is in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Folks, listen. Never, ever, ever get blasé, if you will, or take for granted the reality that Jesus came, born of a virgin, God in flesh, lived among us, proclaimed the truth of God, willingly sacrificed himself so that we might be free. Never, ever, ever tire of hearing the glorious message of Christmas. The scripture is being read out loud. Thank you, Lord. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. <coughs> Emmanuel. God with us. What does it mean? Well, first of all, it means that he is in flesh. He came to us in flesh. Secondly, he came to us as Savior and Redeemer. And third, Emmanuel, God with us, it means that he is God with us in full measure. In full measure. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? Well, let's put it this way. Have you ever... Well, let's, all of us can, can think about it. How many of you had Thanksgiving dinner? Right? Thanksgiving dinner. And, and, and at the end of Thanksgiving dinner, what, what is the thing that you always look forward to? You have to say, save your fork for the best is yet to come, right? Because they're always desserts, right? Anybody? How many of you had a great dessert after Thanksgiving? How many of you had pumpkin pie? How about pecan pie? How about some other stuff you like cake or, or whatever, right? Did you have that stuff? Wasn't it awesome? Well, I'm asking you this question. When you got that, when you were given that, did somebody go in there and pick up the pie from the counter? and stick a spoon in it and hand it to you. Anybody? No, why? You didn't get the whole thing, did you? Right? Now, some of us, if we'd eaten the whole thing, we'd be in diabetic shock and have to go to the hospital. But, but you didn't get the whole thing, right? You got a piece of it. Folks, listen. Thanksgiving dessert may be giving you piece, given to you piecemeal, one slice at a time. But I want you to know, when Jesus came, when God gave him to this world, when Emmanuel, God with us, came, we didn't get a piece of God. We got God himself in full, glorious measure. Amen. He held nothing back. Are you with me? He held nothing back. That's why God can so legitimately and so clearly and so honestly say, the only thing I require of you is all of you. Right? 
We give him everything. We are to give him everything. Why? Because he gave all of himself to us. In full measure. Everything. Scripture says in Colossians 2, 9 and 10, For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. And you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. You get the, you get the, the encompassing nature of that. Every bit of God is in Christ. God in three persons. Blessed Trinity. All God. All man. Jesus. He is the everything of God. And God held nothing back. Emmanuel, God with us in full measure. Aren't you glad that's the case? How would you like to go back to pre-cross and to the Old Testament times where the Holy Spirit of God would come, would manifest Himself, do great things, but then be gone? So then it was just a spiritless world that we find ourselves in trying to get and muddle through. But hallelujah, that's been changed. God invaded this human life in the form of His precious Son, all God. And He came and gave Himself never to leave again. He's here and He's with us. Emmanuel. Consider and think about the reality of what that means. Not merely a representative. Not merely a facsimile. No. God Himself. He gave Himself in fullness. In fullness. The whole thing. I, I, don't, know if you, I don't know if you're really catching up to this. <coughs> Who is God? He is everything. God is the creator of all things. There is nothing that exists in the realm of our hopeful understanding that was not created and given by God Himself. He is all things. And He held nothing of Himself back when He gave us His Son. You see, it's not about a little figurine in a manger scene with donkeys and sheep and camels and wise men around. No. God gave himself in full measure. Wow, John 1, 17 and 18 says, this is the Phillips translation, another one that I love. For while the law was given by Moses, love and truth came through Jesus Christ. It is true that no one has ever seen God at any time, yet the divine and only Son who lives in the closest intimacy with the Father has made him known. While the law was given by Moses, love, truth, the embodiment of God the Father came through Jesus Christ. Emmanuel, God with us. We never have to guess. We never have to wonder. Could God have given any more? Because the answer is absolutely not. Because when he gave himself, could there be anything else to give? You know, why do we exchange gifts at Christmas time? 
In the beginning, exchanging gifts at Christmas time was all about celebrating the fact that the greatest gift had already been given. And we gave to each other to symbolize what God had given to us. Oh, I believe it's become a whole lot more than that. It becomes a race to get the best and the greatest, right? You got to somehow outdo the year before. You got all that stuff going on. Folks, listen. When you give a gift this year, stop and be reminded. I'm not saying don't give gifts by any means. But what I'm saying is let's pause in the giving of them and remember I give you this gift to celebrate the reality that God gave the gift of His Son to all of us. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't it be awesome to, as you open every package, as you tear the paper off of every package or you pull the tissue out of every bag, <laughs> you're thinking as doing it. I remember God gave me himself to me. I don't know about you, but that just tickles me. He gave us everything. Emmanuel, God with us in full measure. So what else do we see? Fourth and finally, Emmanuel, God with us, and here it is, forever. Forever and always. Forever without end. God with us. Have you ever had somebody give you something and then decide later they didn't like the fact they gave it to you and took it back? Anybody? Yeah? A three-year-old? Yeah. yeah, you can have this. And then, oh, wait, wait, no, I want it back, right? How does that feel? Does it feel good? No. Even if it's something silly, right? It doesn't feel good because a gift is supposed to be what? Because you love me. Because you care. So you give me a gift. And then you take it back, what does that say? Well, I stopped caring. I stopped loving. Folks, listen, you don't have to worry about that. You know why? Because God gave himself, Emmanuel, God with us, and he gave himself forever and forever and always. The person of God became flesh forever. He took on a position from which he would never return himself. Are, are you with me? Forever. Why? Because he loves you. Think about it this way. Scripture says in Matthew 28, verse 20 and end, And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. You can interpret that as to the end of time. When time is no more, Jesus will have been with you forever and ever and will never stop, even when time is gone. crazy? He doesn't give himself and then take himself away. He doesn't love you and then change his mind. He doesn't love you and reside in you as long as you're doing things right and then when you do things wrong, say, oh, I'm not going to give you everything right now. I'm going to hold back. No. Does he do that? No. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. He is with you even till the end of the age. Forever. And always. He is there. Emmanuel, God with us. 2 Corinthians 6.16 I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. 
God says, I will make my dwelling among them. In other words, Jesus moves into the neighborhood. And he's here. And he never goes away. Somebody say amen. amen. I, you know, one time a lady was leaving church and said, well, I don't know about you, but I, I, I believe, that, I just don't think Jesus was there, was there today. Does God honor His Word? Wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be in the midst of them. The only way that Jesus would not be here today is that if every one of us were like that woman and probably doesn't even have Him in our own neighborhood. So we couldn't bring Him with us. Do you know Jesus? He's here today. He is with you. God with a he has not left. He will not leave. He's there whether you're here in this worship center. He's there whether you're at home in the sick bed. He's there whether you're in the motor home. He is there with you every single moment of every single day. Emmanuel, God with us forever. Hebrews 13, 6. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we then may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? You ever live in fear? You ever live in worry that, that somehow, some way, everything's going to just come crashing down? You ever live with this sense that everything is hopeless? Do you ever get to a place where, where you're afraid of your own shadow? Friend, as a child of the King, as one who knows the Lord Jesus, as one who has had Him in the full person of God Himself take up residence in you, move into your neighborhood, He will not leave, and you never have to fear, because what can man do to you? What is the ultimate thing somebody can do to you? Wouldn't it be take your life? But friend, can I tell you something? Raymond Kozlowski at 8 o'clock this morning around drew his last breath here. But all he did was graduate. He got a promotion. He left the pain and the misery of a broken body here and he experience the glory of heaven. What can man do to me? Nothing. Because Emmanuel, God, is with us. This Christmas season, it is my prayer that as we go through these weeks, if God permits and allows it, I pray that we'll have a different Christmas message every Sunday of this month, if God allows it. May the overarching theme of it all be, without the fact that he is Emmanuel, God with us, there would be no Christmas. Without the truth that God came down and invaded this created space, to dwell among us, there would be no hope. Without the fact that he became but a baby, 
laid in a horse trough, wrapped in rags, so that he might identify himself with what we are. And he gave himself for you and for me. Emmanuel, God with us. Oh, what a gift. Oh, what a promise. Amen? Amen. Folks, listen. I'm going to do something that will very rarely ever happen. I'm going to let you out a little early. Somebody say hallelujah. But before we go, we would be remiss if I didn't ask the question. If you're sitting in here this morning, or if you're watching online today, and I were to ask you this very simple question, can you honestly, or will you honestly give an answer? And then what would that answer be? And here's that question. Do you know the Emmanuel, the Son of God? Do you know Him in the full understanding of who He is and what He's done for you? Do you know Him as Redeemer, as Lord, as Savior? Do you understand what He did on Calvary's cross just because you in sin could not ever have the hope of heaven without Him having paid the price? Do you know Him? Has He moved into your neighborhood? Has He given Himself in all the fullness of God in your life to dwell with you forever and ever and ever? If you do not know that, then my prayer is this day would be like no other day and that you would open your heart and your mind and your life to the reality of who Jesus is and give yourself fully to Him so that He might redeem you, call you His own, and promise glory to you forever and ever and ever. Oh boy, that sounds exciting to me. So ask, answer that question. Do you know Him? Do you know that He is with you, in you, for all time? I'm going to ask you to stand. We're going to have an invitation hymn, and Brett's going to come and, and lead us. And Again, I know that the number is small. Most of us know each other. We're home folk. But do not let that in any way hinder you from opening your heart honestly and answering that question. Do you know Him in fullness? In the full counsel of his love, have you trusted him to save your life? If you haven't, then I would tell you today is the day, oh, praise the Lord, that you can give your life to him. The scripture says, oh, come, oh, come. I mean, the song says, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, God with us. Do you know him? If not, you can today. listening to the Grace Point Church podcast. To listen to more sermons from Pastor Ben, you can subscribe to this podcast, watch past sermons on our YouTube page, or watch live on Sunday mornings on our Facebook page. 
You can also follow us on social media through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. All of these links are accessible on our website, www.gracepointsc.org. That is www.gracepointsc.org. If you like what you hear from the Grace Point Church podcast, give us a rating or comment on your podcast platform if they allow. For Pastor Ben Hill and Grace Point Church, I'm James Hicks. Thank you for listening.